This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeremy Wolf. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Good Neighbor Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Wolf, and today I am joined by Brendan Haggerty. Brendan is with Pillar to Post Home Inspectors. Actually, just recently had a realtor on the show and a mortgage broker on the show. So it's only fitting now that I have a home inspector on the show. So Brendan, thanks so much for joining us today, brother. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. Ah, The pleasure is all ours. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to learn more about our great community and the businesses that serve us. So Brendan, tell us a little bit about Pillar to Post Home Inspectors. Well, Pillar to Post Home Inspectors is the largest national, international franchise. We have about 600, over 600 uh, franchises in North America, Canada, uh, U.S., uh, and we are located here uh, in Broward County. We are called the South Broward Inspection Team to differentiate us from other home inspectors called Pillar to Post in uh, Broward County. So we are the South Broward Inspection Team, and my wife and I, Beth, who, if you call the office, you're going to talk to Beth. Uh, Beth has talked to many people, have never even seen them face to face, but we have been doing it since 2008. Uh, and I bought the franchise from a gentleman named Fernando, uh, who owned it for 10 years. So we've been here since 1998 with the same phone number. So I am proud to say that we're probably one of the longest, uh, most established uh, home inspection companies here in Broward County with the same phone number. Right on. So South Broward is your territory. What what areas does that accommodate? I'd imagine that's probably from Weston to Fort Lauderdale. And- so we, yeah, we cover basically anything from uh, Southern Boulevard in Palm Beach down to about 79th Street in Miami. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, we can we can inspect anywhere in the state of Florida because we are state licensed. Uh, but obviously we want to keep our 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 territory nice and compact because there are a lot of sales going here in Broward County and probably 90 to 95% of my, uh, my business is done basically Boca to North Miami, uh, area. So going back to when you start, got into this franchise, when you brought this franchise, what's your background prior to that? How did you end up becoming a franchise owner of pillar to post? Yeah, it's, 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 it, it's been a crazy story, but uh, I grew up uh, with my mom being a realtor here in Broward County uh, since the late 80s, all the way through the 90s, 2000, 2010. My dad was in the residential appraisal uh, sector of the real estate market, and I worked for Marriott for 15 years before buying this uh, franchise. Uh, and with Marriott, I basically went through, I started as a front desk uh clerk at the plantation courtyard by Marriott, worked my way through the system and ended up five hotels later back at the plantation courtyard as a general manager. Uh, Went through engineering, went through building the courtyard by Marriott down by the Bass Pro Shop. So I saw everything. My dad just approached me one day and said, you know, you you have so much of a background of, of construction and inspecting rooms. Obviously, I inspected a room every single day for every deficiency uh, so we could uh, give good customer service. And he said, why don't you look into uh, home inspecting? So about 2000 or uh, yeah, 2005, 2006, I started taking some classes. Didn't really hit it off until 2008 when I was uh, looking for uh, uh, to start 
into the home inspection and found pillar to post and uh, found a guy selling his territory, jumped right in. And everyone knows in 2008, uh, in industry was not doing too well. Uh, <laughs> That's a, to say the least, right? Yeah. Every other house was a foreclosure. Yeah. So going back to when you started Pillar to Post, is this a project that you took on? Were you with your wife at the time of inception or did she come along after? Well, I was, I, I started it myself. Uh, I was okay. answering the phone. Uh, there's probably a lot of addicts in South Florida that have a lot of notes that I took while I'm uh, answering the phone in the attic, uh, trying to, uh, cause I don't have a pen or paper. Uh, but then my wife, uh, at the time she was in the, uh, yachting industry. She was actually oh. a, a stew, uh, on a 115 foot Benetti up in uh, Hillsboro Mile. Uh, and she just didn't want to travel much anymore. She wanted to start a business with me. And uh, about a year, year and a half after I started, she took over the phones full time and left the yachting industry. And the rest is, as they say, history. History. So what, what going back to when you started the franchise, having been with Marriott working, uh, I guess, under the corporate umbrella, uh, kind of going up the corporate ladder with them, and then transitioning into the wonderful world of entrepreneurship, right? Starting your own business. What were some of the biggest challenges that you faced during that transition? Uh, the biggest transition was was finding the business. Uh, obviously, 2008 uh, was a crazy market. Uh, it didn't really shift until about 2009 to 10. People still always need to buy homes. Uh, but back then, more people were getting foreclosed in their houses. So, uh, you know, I had to go out there and find those realtors who really were working on the buyer side to get them to refer me. Um and starting a base business. And of course, uh, leaving corporate America, you know, every Thursday you get a paycheck. Uh, so I really, you know, leaving, leaving the, the paycheck behind and going to find my own paycheck really drove me to uh, building this business and getting it off the road or getting it off the ground running. Uh, and we had to change our ways. You know, I, there's, there was times that I wasn't doing home inspections for people actually buying a home. I was actually just inspecting a home for banks to tell them that, hey, it's it's still intact. Uh, uh, everything, everything didn't get stolen out of it, or yeah. hey, all the all the copper pipes got stolen, and there's no appliances. Uh, and you know, we had to adapt my business uh, for the changing economy. And you know, we're still doing that today. Every every few years, it just seems to to divulge new new industry things that we have to jump into and, and, and adapt to. Do they have, obviously you need a, a license to be a home inspector. I'd imagine they, they have continuing education for that. Do they have conferences and things like that to keep up to, up to speed on trends in the industry? Oh, absolutely. So when I started in 2008, <clears throat> licensing wasn't there. 2010, the state legislator passed a licensing law. Uh, and I got licensed in 2010. So, uh, it's 120 hours of continuing education every two years. Okay. Uh, and we have pillar to post. That's what I, that's what I love about pillar to post and their franchise system. Every year we have a brand conference uh, and we get together. All the franchisees get together at certain locations. This year is going to be in Jacksonville and Punta Vedra beach. And we learn about that. And I get continued education with that as well as uh, under other industry uh, associations have uh, uh, FABI, which is a 
Florida Association of Building Inspectors. They have four a year uh, to get your continuing ed education classes. And then, of course, down here is the South Florida Home Inspector Association of South Florida. Uh, I am currently the secretary of it. I've been the president for over seven years, and we offer monthly continuing education classes for home inspectors. Pillar to Post, when did they start their operation? How did that How did that start up and turn into the big franchise opportunity it is today? So they started in 1994, two guys uh, from Canada. Uh, we are a Canadian franchise uh, with an office in Tampa, Florida. Um, they had an idea they were home inspectors and they were sitting uh right around niagara falls and they looked over at a building and it said pillar to post and they said that sounds like a great franchise name for uh, a franchise home inspection company and in 1994 it hopped off the ground and now we're leading the industry with everything that we have you said there were six around 600 there were, there's over 600 now I, you know, it, you can't keep up. North, throughout North America, Canada, and the U.S.? Or Correct. Or any, any other countries? Correct. Just Canada and the U.S.? Yep, Canada and the U.S. We're really the only ones that do inspections. Uh, you know, rest of the rest of the world don't don't really do inspections on, on houses. Interesting. Never really thought about that before. Yeah. What, what are some common, uh, speaking to the general public, what are some common myths or misconceptions that homeowners typically have surrounding what you guys do so i think the number one thing is uh is licensing um just because you have a license doesn't mean you're a good inspector just like uh driving a car might not mean you're a good car driver but you do have a license <laughs> uh so that's that's number one number two is uh a lot of people don't understand the scope and the standards of practice that we that we have to go by when we come and do an inspection we are not nitpicking a house by saying there's, oh, there's a chip on the corner. There's a, you know, a small crack on the ceiling. That's cosmetic. Um, I, you know, new construction versus old construction. I was going to say old, old construction. Just remember, you're buying a used car. It's going to have a scratch on it. You may need new tires on it. You probably have to change the oil. Um, and in the home inspection industry, a lot of people have that misconception that we're going to come in there and we're going to point out every flaw in that house so when they get the report they don't expect to spend one dime more than what we've pointed out which is completely false because we're looking for defects in the home structural the, yeah structural uh anything that's not operational and it should be operational or the age of the components uh of the major components you know the air conditioning the uh uh roof the uh, water heater, you know, we want to tell you how old it is and we give a life expectancy on uh, those life expectancies, unfortunately, are just going down uh, and getting smaller because uh, the the material we're using in the in, in, in these items to keep them cheaper and keep them available to the public. So a an air conditioner that lasts nine to 14 years now is getting down to the point that it might only last about seven to eleven because of the uh, uh, of the thinner metals, the cheaper metals that they're using to keep prices down, just like everything else. Yeah, for they don't sure. build them like they used to. They don't. They don't make them <laughs> like they used to. Yeah, no. Interesting point you you made about the licensing. Just because somebody has a license doesn't mean they're gonna you know they're they're gonna do work. Uh, one of the reasons why we do this show is to have 
local business owners on to get a look under the hood, learn a little bit about uh, the business, the background behind the business to help build the know, like, and trust factor so that hopefully people that hear this, um, they feel more comfortable with you and they feel like they know you a little bit. They feel like you're looking out for their best interests. So uh, it's always nice to have business owners on to share their story and their background. Let's shift for a second here. What do you like to do for fun when you're not working? Maybe talk a little bit about family life. Oh, I got two great kids, nine-year-old and 11-year-old, and my wife, ah, Beth. Uh, I got mine are nine and 11 as well. Yeah. yeah. Boy, so they, boy, and a, boy and a girl? A boy is, the, the boy is 11 and, and my girl is nine. I'm, I'm the exact opposite. My, my yeah. daughter just hit junior uh, middle school, and my son is still in elementary. That's a interesting dynamic. Yeah. So, so you know, it, it that's my fun and entertainment. Uh, my son loves to fish. So uh, I'm always trying to get him out there fishing. Uh, we have a boat, so we love to go boating. And my daughter uh, is in gymnastics. So three days a week, we're dropping her off, picking her up at the gym. And uh, it seems like this time of year, about once or twice a month, I'm driving to a gymnastics competition somewhere here in the state of Florida. So this coming weekend, we're going to be up in uh, Sarasota, Bradenton area for Florida States uh, for her. So those keep me busy, but we I love to be outside, love golfing, love fishing, love to be out on that boat. Um, I always tell people who don't have boats, no matter what you drink, water, soda, beer, liquor, it always tastes better on a boat. <laughs> Unless you get seasick, then then maybe not so much. Sure, sure. <laughs> so, so you mentioned golf. I uh, I used to be a, a pretty uh, active golfer. I haven't actually been in several months. Do you get out there often? Uh, I've been trying to get out there a lot more often. Uh, unfortunately, this time in South Florida, you get the snowbirds that come in. So your $25 course is now $75. And it went from a three-and-a-half-hour round to a five-hour round. So, no, you know, it's... You. Yeah, it's tough to get out there this time of year, uh, but my son just started middle school, and uh, he they had a golf team, so he started golf. I've taken him to golf uh, lessons before, uh, but he got on a golf team, so he is he's really into golf now, so he always wants to go golfing. Uh, unfortunately, when we go golfing, he hits the ball, and he goes straight to the lake because he wants to see what kind of fish are in the lake to see if he can fish for them. <laughs> At least, at least he's out there golfing. I remember I, I took my kids, uh, signed them up for one of the first tee programs. Gosh, going back five, six years already. And they, man, they seem to be really into it. And my son was hitting it well. Like they seem to like it. And it just like many other things with kids, they just lost interest. And oh yeah, now they're both playing soccer. So at least they're doing something, something active. Yeah. My, my kids don't even, don't even, we don't even have a game console in the house. So the oh, games I'm, je I'm they jealous of you. Yeah, the games that they play are on their phone, and it's usually, you know, roadblocks or some other silly game. But, you know, they would rather be outside playing in the street, uh, you know, getting dirty than, than, than sitting behind a TV or game console. I'm going to give you a little bit of personal advice that I've encountered over the last year or so. My son was the same way, nine years old, a little bit younger than yours, and we live in a neighborhood with a whole bunch of kids and he would go out and just get lost for three, four hours with a group of kids play soccer. Like we used to do when we were kids and one of his friends, one of his better friends in the neighborhood got the VR headset. Oh, 
And so my brother-in-law bought my son the VR headset for his birthday. And now I can't get, I have to force him outside. They're just always on the, they're in gorilla land, gorilla tag land playing VR. And that thing, I'm not taking the bait. I set it up for him and I put it on and I said, so this is pretty cool. And I said, you know what? I took it off. I'm not going to do this because I, they have golf games for that now. You could get lost there for hours upon end playing hours. Uh, playing golf. So I, I, I've been very diligent. And um, so don't, away from the moral, of the, moral of the story, hold off as long as you can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Getting him the headset because, man. Uh. So uh, what would be, before we wrap up here, Brandon, what would be the one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with that you'd like them to know about your business? You, what what the home inspection industry is, uh, we're there per, to protect you, uh, the home buyer. Uh, we're there per, to, to tell you about your house. Uh, you want to find a business uh, or a home inspector that is passionate about the business, passionate about protecting you uh, buying the house, not someone who's just going to come in and follow the standards of practice, which is the minimum of practice or the minimum of inspections that you can get um, and uh, walk away. Uh, remember, uh, cost is not always uh, the best in your favor. So you don't want to buy the Dollar Tree and expect the Macy's. Um, so you're buying the biggest investment that you'll ever buy in your entire life. Right. It's the American dream, buying a home, buying a condo, buying somewhere to make a buying a house or a condo to make a home. Um, and don't always price shop around because I can guarantee you that there is going to be that cheaper person and you will probably be paying a lot more on the other side with what they didn't find or what they should have found. Yeah, that certainly certainly seems like one of those things where you should definitely not cut corners when it comes to home inspection in comparison to what you're paying for the property, the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're paying for this you know, investment many times, the place that you're going to call home for the rest of your life versus an inspection fee, which is pales in comparison to the cost of the home. It just does seem like something you want to really make the investment on and hire the right company. So uh, I'm glad that you're here today to share this knowledge and, and plant some seeds of wisdom with the public. Brendan, how can we learn more? Please share your website, contact information. Let us know how we can find you guys. You can always go to pillartopost.com backslash South Broward County. Uh, or you can just go to pillartopost.com and type in your zip code anywhere here in the Broward County area. And you will find my microsite on the Pillar to Post. You can follow me on Facebook, uh, Instagram, as well as TikTok. Uh, or just give us a call. We like talking to you, but we do business in several different ways. We have the WhatsApp, we have text, we have instant messenger, we have phone. We want to help you in any which way. So just give us a call. Phone number is 954-749-8615. That's 954-749-8615. Very simple. All right, brother. We will, of course, link in the description to all of your contact information. Brandon, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure getting the opportunity to meet you and learn about your business and your backstory. So again, thanks for joining Jeremy, us. Jeremy, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Now it's our pleasure. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time. Everyone have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Cooper City. To nominate your favorite local business, 
to be featured on the show, go to GNPCooperCity.com. That's GNPCooperCity.com or call 954-231-3170.